Hello, I'm Laura Furiosi, divorced mother of three, and I'm here with my mother, Lynette Galvin, with 35 years' experience in family law. You're listening to the Divorce Course Podcast. Through our candid discussions, we hope to help you through your divorce or de facto separation. We will be answering the most commonly asked questions and covering the stages and steps that you will face on your way to freedom. Are you moving on and about to move in with Mr. or Mrs. Wright, but you're still going through your property settlement? This episode's for you, where we talk about protecting your assets after you've separated and during and after your divorce. Welcome, yes. Mum. <laughs> Hello, Laura. What an interesting topic. <laughs> I know. I get asked it a lot, though. I know. And I think I think it's something you, you might be so focused on getting through court and getting all this finalized because you with your ex but then you might be completely oblivious to what you're getting yourself into with your new partner Hmm. i think that's right we just need to have that awareness for people yes and i think some people might be slightly traumatized yes and and would want to know you know what are the legalities around moving in with someone new so um, today we're going to talk about uh, why you need to what happens if you're living with somebody else we're going to talk about prenups and we're going to talk about the pitfalls to watch out for. Yeah. So, Mum, okay. why do you need to protect your assets after you've separated? Well, there's only so many times you can divide what you've got. That's true. Before you're getting down to very slim pickings indeed. Yeah. Um, and what you have from your from your previous relationship, um, you might want to preserve that for your kids. Mm. You might want to make sure that you never have to split that up with someone else again, that you've got um, security going forward. So, mm. you know, I think, I think we're... Um, once you've had lived a bit of life, had a bit of life experience, the importance of your own personal financial security, mm. um, let alone with kids, becomes to the fore, becomes more important. And we don't want to sort of sleepwalk into another um, situation Wait. where you're having to go through all this again, not to mention the trauma mm. of it. And you know? sequels to movies never are great. So you don't want to be doing, <laughs> yeah. you know, my, my divorce part two. Property going settlement the same part thing. two, yes. And look, and, and not, there's nothing wrong with saying, look, you, you're giving it a go, you're trying with someone new. Yeah. And look, it might not work, but there are ways to protect yourself so you don't have to do the sequel to the court drama. That's that, right. Or the, or the drama of negotiating mm. that you might have had to done in the, do in the past. Or you, or you don't have to spend, like a lot of people find having that prenup or uh, I called them I love you darling but mm. a agreements Mm. um having that in place just takes that whole worry off the table Mm. and then they can enjoy their relationship and explore their their new love so the question then is to those people who are still going through property settlement Mm. so you haven't listeners listening haven't settled property but they're moving in with a new partner because maybe it's taken them seven years in court or two years or or maybe one year or whatever it's taken a long time they just want to move on with their lives of course they want to move in with Mr. and Mrs. Wright. Mm-hmm. What are the legalities behind still having a property settlement but moving in with this new person? Uh, there's, no, there's no impediment to it. Mm-hmm. The only legality really is that... And this is general advice, aren't General you? advice, yeah. If you haven't got divorced, you can't marry someone else. If well, you've that. been married, yes. you can't marry someone else. what about property? Like but if- with property, no, a lot of people just move on. I mean, it, that's life happens, doesn't but it? But if, ma- if you move on 
move in with someone new and you guys buy a house together, does that house then get put in the property settlement? Your share of it becomes um, relevant to property settlement and it becomes, but it might be like a separate part of the pool. So the full court in the family court has said no one's expect to go live, lives to go into sort of limbo or freeze Mm. while they wait for property. So times happen, things happen, time moves on, people buy other things with other people. Just keep track of where the money came from mm-hmm. um, and, and that will get dealt with in a different way in the main family court in your marriage or your first partner separation. Mm. But at the same time, Laura, you need to think about how you're going to arrange things with this new partner if you've bought a house together mm. and, and if things go pear-shaped. What are you going to do this time? What are you going to do this time? Are you going to have another fight in the family court or will you make an agreement? You can make a print-up agreement uh, or, like, print-up your means before you get married, but Mm. it's also – or you can have a pre-cohabitation agreement or you can have a cohabitation agreement. Um, You can make one that anticipates what you might get from the property settlement. You might not know how much, but you can put in there that, you know, um, Laura is – is in uh, litigation with, um, I don't know, Francis, mm. and the property settlement matter has not yet been resolved, mm. but any property that Laura gets from that property settlement is her own separate property and, you know, in the orders, in the prenup, you'd make sure that that doesn't get divided with anyone else. Okay, and so that's that obviously you... hypothetical because Hypothet- I'm not I'm not in the proceedings with Francis. <laughs> Actually, that's one of my best friend's name, which is hilarious. Oh, is um, yeah, so, okay, so... So what about then, what are the legalities, <laughs> the legalities, legalities. generally speaking, mm. when you move in with someone, when, mm. what's the magic date where all of a sudden everything you've got technically is now in a property pool? Isn't that, that's a scary date, but it's two years. So you move in with them, even if you don't get married, mm-hmm. it's two years from living together. Yep. Unless. Unless. <laughs> Unless you've got a baby together. Mm-hmm. or you substantially combine your assets together um, and it wouldn't be fair if you busted up after 12 months with the property, if you put so much money into someone else's stuff mm. and then you split, split up after 12 months and it just wouldn't be fair mm. for you not to be able to get some of that back, mm. the court will look at it then. Okay. Or if there's a baby being born, then you don't have to last together for 12, for two years before you are regarded as so a what, once de facto you have, couple. And because we've had questions about yes, this, and mum, <laughs> mum's response to one of the questions she wrote on Instagram, the lady said, I've been told, <laughs> I've been told that you shouldn't have a baby during proceedings. Is What are your thoughts on that? And mum said, nothing, go live your life. <laughs> General advice only. But I guess the question there is, so why is it, why is it not two years if you have a baby? Well, if you think about it, if you're in a relationship with someone and you don't last for two years and you don't mingle your finances, Mm. having a baby trumps all of those things really. You are part of a couple and the baby will live with one or both of you at different times Mm -hmm. and therefore the courts just said no in that circumstance we're going to say you guys have have accelerated um, that two years you've definitely become a de facto relationship because it's all what is a de facto relationship Mm. and when they brought in the legislation uh, it looked so broad I had someone say well that just means if we spend three nights in a backpacker hostel (laughs) with another person that's a de facto relationship (laughs) so they had to kind of really narrow it down yeah 
nail it down and, and sort of make it more obvious. What if you say, oh, we're just friends. We were just friends living together. We weren't together. Hmm. Well, the question of a de facto relationship is a question of fact. So there are a lot of people who challenge the idea that there was a de facto relationship at all mm-hmm. and the, they can bring an application to the court and ask the court to make a declaration either that there was a de facto relationship or that there wasn't a de facto relationship. Oh, wow. And there's a whole stack of case law and it's very sticky-beaky, like oh, who cooked what, um, when they slept together, uh, did they go to weddings? So you'd have lots of photos of things oh, together so as a like couple. That, um, well, we've we, done an episode on separation, separation under, under one divorce. Roof. Yep. So if you're separated under one roof, that mum said one of the things for the divorce is you've got to kind of prove you you weren't going to weddings together, you weren't cooking meals the, together. Yep, you weren't presenting as a couple to the world. Okay. And so those, so the court will have a forensic look at it, and they'll go, you know what, on all that evidence, I think you were just flatmates, yeah. or you know what, on all of that evidence, it was a, a gen, so the, que- the test is live together on a genuine domestic basis, whatever that means, <laughs> for a period of two years. And So I guess don't law. rely on you thinking, I'm just going to say we were flatmates because then mm. I won't have to worry about or the legalities. We never mingled divorce. our money, yeah. so that means we shouldn't, yeah. we're not so it still doesn't. So if you don't mingle your money, you don't mingle your profits, you just live together is still de facto. Yep. Okay. If you've moved in together. So that's a really important note. And I know everyone probably listening to this is focused fully on getting divorce, getting the settlement for property, Mm. getting children's settlement, dealing with domestic violence Mm. or whatever else you're trying to deal with that. Of course, you're probably going to find someone to be your new partner and support you. And like people do, like if it's been going for five years, of course. Oh, I certainly hope people people do People are finding new partners and moving forwards with their lives. So it's important not to miss... Yes, the mis- what's the, happening? What's on happening that side. at the same time? So, mm. and we're not saying oh, you're going to be divorced again, but we're no. saying sometimes you're not thinking completely clearly, mm. and you do have your blinkers on mm. when you're going through separation and divorce. Well, here's the test: you didn't get married or start your relationship with your ex-partner thinking it was going to end. Yes, otherwise you would have done a prenup or something, probably. Yes. So, yes. so we all have. Things happen. People change, mm. do you know. And and so um, this is just. I think of it as kind of like planning, mm. just financial plan, like just like you get a will. Well, in a business, mm. when you're setting up a business, and I'm a business coach, you have yeah. an exit plan. You say, okay, you if I'm going into partnership with this person, what? How do we enact an exit plan? How do you? How are we going to get out of yes. this? And then that stops any legality dramas. So, Mum, the question to you is for number four. When we talk about pre- mm. number three, we're talking about prenups. Is do you have to go to a lawyer and pay lots of money to get a prenup, or can you do it? Yourself? Sorry to interrupt this episode, but we have a really important announcement that very well might just help you out. Are you feeling confused, lost, scared, and overwhelmed by the family law legal jargon and processes? Join the club now. It's your chance to empower educate and equip yourself with the legal know-how and tools you need to get divorced and finally settle. Introducing the DIY Divorce Blueprint, created lovingly by mum and me. We 
we've downloaded Mum's Brains into 42 video lessons along with over 100 templates and worksheets that you can use to create and settle your property and children's matters. Follow our guide and steps and templates to get yourself finally settled in divorce. Use it as a guide with your lawyer or without. But hopefully, using this DIY divorce blueprint, you can stay out of court and you can get it settled and sorted at a fraction of the price. Click the link in the show notes to find out more or go to thedivorcecourse.com.au backslash enroll. See you then. Mum, the question to you is for number four when we talk about, pre- mm. number three, we're talking about prenups. Is Do you have to go to a lawyer and pay lots of money to get a prenup or can you do it yourself? You can't do it yourself. Ah, poop. Yeah. Can you have some sort of agreement with your partner or it just doesn't stand the test of time? The, the, the law... Um, is is that people who sign a, a proper agreement under the Family Law Act mm-hmm. are doing a very important thing. They are saying to the family court, you have no jurisdiction over our relationship. So to do that, the court has set out the steps that need to be taken mm. and unless all of those steps are properly taken, the court still has the right to come in and make some sort of property settlement. So the, what they are very cautious in um, allowing someone who might have, say, more power in a relationship. Remember mm. you talked about being starry-eyed and, you know, mm. they, they're very, very careful that one person can't kind of persuade the other to enter an agreement and to their detriment. So yeah. um, I don't think you can do them on your own. I think that a prenup is only as good as it, as it is drafted. Okay. And if it fails on points, it, it's just a piece of paper. The court doesn't have regard to things that you just write up between yourself, except in evidence, like as a way of saying proof of what you had at the beginning. Mm. You, they might look at it for that. Mm. Okay, so it, it might be an idea then if you can't, and this is general advice, I'm, mm. I'm not giving the advice, but I'm, I'm thinking out loud, <laughs> would you be taking note of who's spending money on what and who's bringing what into what and just keeping a note of that? Does that help if you don't get a prenup and you are going to end up in divorce later on? Well, no, income doesn't really help much. Okay. If, um, because, you know, in a marriage or in a de facto relationship, if it gets defined as one, mm. um, the court says what your earnings aren't what matter, as long as yeah. both of you are sort of contributing to the house. Mm. Um, but there might be things like... Um, if someone's going to, I don't know, install a, a garage on a property mm. and it's not in their name, they're doing it for someone else, they might want to keep all those records yeah. okay. um, for later on for proof. Okay. And, and that and that would be a situation, I think, um, where if the people separated before the two years, mm. that's one where it would be unconscionable and unfair for the person who's got the house now with a nice new garage to kick them to out. keep it. Be like, yeah. Bye. Well, they can kick them out, but they can't kick them out for free. They yeah. they would need to pay something. Okay. So so yeah. okay. So how much does a prenup cost? Oh God, very dear. Um, What's very dear? Uh, uh, well. I've Ball heard park. of them um, from three thousand, mm-hmm. and I've heard of some up them up to about ten thousand okay. um, dollars. And both of you need a lawyer. Uh, it's very expensive mm. uh, because it's worth it. If you spend two thousand dollars and it doesn't work, you've you've wasted two thousand dollars. So four thousand dollars and it does work. 
then it wasn't dear because it worked. You save lots yeah. of money. Mm. So I guess it's that you've got to weigh it you up. You get what you pay for. Yeah. And you have to have lawyers. Each of you has to have lawyers. Each of you has to get a certificate of legal advice. Mm-hmm. And each of you has to have had advice, mm. um, even if it is don't sign this. It's crazy. <laughs> okay. okay. You know, and I have often given that advice. Right. Yeah. Okay. So if you've given the advice by the lawyer not to cry, sign it, it's crazy, and you sign it. Yep. Yeah, well, then you're stuck with it. Yep. yep. Okay. You're stuck with it. The court says they don't have the power to stop a person making a bad deal. Mm. Um, mm. But if uh, that person who made the bad deal later gets a kind of buyer's remorse and says, oh, I wish, I wish I'd tried harder, mm. um, then they can't sue their lawyer who said you shouldn't have signed this. Okay. And that's why lawyers have lots of insurance paper. Yes. And, and financial agreements, what they used to call binding financial agreements, are really um, a, an expensive source of litigation and a worry for the our insurers mm. so generally only family law accredited family law specialists will do them mm. and of course all of this is everything we ever say is general advice <laughs> or what mum says is general advice and i just talk rubbish because <laughs> i'm not a lawyer <laughs> well you're you're asking the question from yes. the point of view of the listener so mum okay so get a prenup if you're moving if in you with somebody one, yeah. else, if you want one, otherwise be prepared to go through the same thing all over again yeah. if you've been together or for two years. Or hope that you're amicable at the end and yes. can just divide yes. it. Yeah. But, you know, it is something you have to think about. And, look, some people will be totally traumatised and will be thinking about it all the time. <laughs> A lot of people say, and it's really sad, I'm never doing this again. I'm never going to have another partner ever. Mm. And that's really sad. So I just yeah. wanted people to know you can have another partner and still be a little bit savvy at the same time. So if you don't get a prenup, hmm. can your ex go for anything that your new partner brings into the no, property? No. 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 Okay. So Unless you own it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But again, um, if, if, if you've got an arrangement or if someone else has an uh, that's it's getting very tricky there. I'm, yeah. As soon as I use the word equitable and <laughs> unconscionable, I'm thinking, no, I'm out of the realms. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I can't really answer that question. But the, your ex... The property that your ex can go after is anything in your name. Okay. And if you've bought a house with someone else, then that always comes into the equation. Right. And then they look at it, how much equity is there? Who put the money into that house? Yeah. You know. What about children? Mm. Is there any claim, so if you're living with somebody else's child, do they have claim? Oh, that you're getting into wills and estates now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't think so normally. It's not my area of expertise. Okay. And every state is different. Okay. So they become stepchildren of a person. Yeah. And the circumstances will vary, I guess. Yeah. So, so no, I can't tell you. I guess when advice. you're considering moving in with someone and it is de facto or you mm. get married, you know, consider your wills. Consider You've got your, to. Wills, powers of attorney. Clean up. Think about it all and you may save yourself a yeah. million years of headaches. Well, also, too, a lot of people have already got a will but it's their ex who's in the will oh gosh and it's their ex who's got the power to turn the life oh my uh, god you do not want to leave your machine off you'd better be hoping it's amicable life support yes so you know so it it so if you're doing that um getting yourself out of that risk and and don't forget the um a lot of people have got now uh, nominated death benefit mm. in their super, super. And life so look at all those uh, reminder to everyone set your phones go and ask someone get it done but if you do that then 
it's natural to think, okay, if not my ex, who mm. then? And then you can think about whether your new relationship, if you've got one, is secure enough that you would put them mm. or will you put your sister or your, your brother? Children, yeah. yeah, that sort of thing. You don't want your kids flicking your mm. life support off of you. Ah, well, it depends how old you are. <laughs> That's true. Now, number four, lastly, is pitfalls. So are there any pitfalls with prenups or mm. living together, protecting assets? Have you ever seen anything? Holy cow. Sorry, Ma. <laughs> Pitfalls of protecting your assets when you move in with someone new. Yeah, I don't think there's a downside to protecting your assets, except uh, that it it isn't very romantic. <laughs> That is a pitfall. Yeah, that's a pitfall. Um, <laughs> I love you saying this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's difficult. It's tricky to do in a sensitive way. Mm. What, don't you think we're going to last? Don't you love me? You know, mm. that sort of thing. But then I'd be thinking, mm, manipulative and controlling. Mm. <laughs> uh, so that's one pitfall. The other pitfall we already talked about, don't get a cheap one. Yeah. If you try to do it without a lawyer, you're wasting your time. There's no point. No point. No. Um, You've got to do it under the Family Law Act to avoid going back under the Family Law Courts. And and your lawyers, if you use one, will give you heaps of advice about doing an agreement. Like you don't want to do one that's really unfair because mm. um, that won't hold yeah. in the future probably. So really getting a prenup, Hmm. we'll just it's like doing the reverse of what you've done in your last relationship you're doing the legal stuff at the beginning and maybe you'll never need to use it there's another pitfall i should mention again we're all doing preliminary like i'm just doing broad brush law Hmm. but if you're in a relationship and you haven't been together for two years Hmm. you haven't mingled your money Mm -hmm. and you don't have a child Mm -hmm. and you do a prenup at three months four months or whatever you're actually kind of creating that prenup, that de facto ah. arrangement by putting in the agreement so that don't you're do in a it. de facto relationship. So there's kind of a, a balance, isn't there, to be done? So uh, wait until mm. two years in and well, then it's hard to know. they sign well, it? Or, or be ready to kick them out if they don't. So here's so, the prenup. We're not signing it. A lot of it. people will just do the prenup agreement at the beginning, but you do need to know that you are actually creating it. Um, at law a de facto relationship which otherwise might not have been yeah so you've got to weigh up do i wait until like one year and halfway through Mm. the second year to get it signed or see how it goes try out the relationship Mm. i know some people who've moved in and then moved back out and moved back in because sometimes it's tricky with the kids like you know all this kind of stuff so i guess look i think the good news is if you're listening to this perhaps you have moved on yeah, um, I hope so. And you are proactively protecting your assets. I know it sounds greedy and selfish, but if you have been through the divorce situation and the property settlement, it's you don't want to go wise. through that again. Yeah, and you don't want to, and you don't want that set of legal fees as well. Yeah, um, it is definitely cheaper than cheaper than a trial. Oh yeah. So I guess you know if you if you've got what if you've got nothing what if you move in with them and you've got nothing (laughs) well you you, like literally you're divorced with the last person you got like five grand mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. the car that's falling apart Mm -hmm. do you bother depends how much the other person's got oh okay okay and if they're really wealthy they'll want to be protecting your assets yeah and i see a lot of ladies who have more assets than the men Mm. as well Mm. um so it's generally the person with the assets who wants to do the protecting so if you've got nothing uh it's likely or possible you'll be asked to sign one by the other person yeah which is only fair but but uh, 
in itself it might give you more satisfaction and more protection because it might arrange for an amount that you receive. Mm. We look at them in um, five-year chunks. Okay. So uh, a, a financial agreement can go for, for a couple of years or it can go on forever, but then usually is a graduated amount of, of payment or settlement as time goes by. Okay. Because you can understand an agreement that is fine and fair after 12 months together mm. might not be fine and fair after 25 years and four kids mm. or even 10 years and two kids. Oh, wow. That so sounds complicated. That's why they're expensive and, yes, they're complicated. Okay. Well, thank you, Mum, for sharing that. That's okay. Um, and hopefully – oh, question. Have you ever had a successful prenup? What do you mean? Well, oh, has it been challenged? You've written one. Oh, yes. And it's been challenged? Uh, not in court. Uh, I haven't had them challenged. Well, that's good. Mm, I haven't had them challenged. Okay. Mind you, mum's not doing them. No. <laughs> but I was just wondering. But, but I have had a couple where after they draw up the agreement and present it to the other party, the other party just moves out. Oh, okay. So that is... Or gets kicked out. That is something you think sign. about. If they, you know, mm. putting that to your partner, if they don't want to sign it, I guess that's... You make up, you make your mind you up. You make your Do mind you up. Want it? Is it more important to you or not? But, yeah, I'd look at the control issue, really. Yeah, yeah. that's hard. It is hard. There's I mean, a lot of they're movies. They're not out for the money. There's a lot of movies about prenup signing with Marilyn Monroe. and I know. You know um, but, but it can just be everyday normal people who just need to protect oh, their assets. Because well, you're right, Mum, dividing mm. yourself in half again mm. would be really, really, like it's, it is a, it's a restarting on the financial ladder, you know, yes. splitting a house, splitting cars, splitting your savings. You're starting again. And you the, don't want to do that again and again and the older you get the less time you've got to accumulate more assets Mm. you'll often find people where their first partner um their partner sorry gave his first ex or her first ex everything and just walked away Mm. that was when they were younger but as they get older they think oh hang on i can't do that again yeah so you'll be often shocked that a person will do a different thing on a second relationship than they do on a first yeah so don't judge it based on what they did with their last person okay all right well thank you mum for that and we wish you all the best anyone who's listening to their new relationships and hope that you have a more successful relationship and a nice lovely life a triumph of hope over experience (laughs) and you know brian and i've been together 28 years we've been married 28 years yeah so it does work sometimes the second or third time (laughs) just just keep hoping (laughs) all the best (laughs) all right thank you for your time mum bye if you found this podcast helpful we'd love it if you could rate review and subscribe by doing so you are spreading the word to help someone else just like you Lynn would like to remind you that this podcast is general advice only and you should always get legal advice in relation to your particular situation. And remember that the Australian laws may have changed since recording 